Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for the last hour at Kilkenny Today. Kilkenny Today is of course on between 5 and 6pm each weekday evening here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Bear Scott is with me in the studio. How are you, Bear? I'm good, Jim. Thank God. Did you enjoy that? You're enjoying the weather? I am. You're made for 30 to, degrees. To you're, made, you're made for 30 <laughs> degrees of heat, but I always oh, oh. said it. Always said it. <laughs> Cueve Breen, Alan, how are you? And it's about, yeah, I wish I was a man of leisure too now that I could oh, enjoy yeah. the sun. Oh, oh yeah, and the ambling up and down, <laughs> up and down the town all day. And, oh. Yeah. Um, as always, our text line... For if you want to contribute to the programme is 086-353-7782 that's 086-353-7782 that text line is of course sponsored by taxback.com which is a clune tech company uh, a little bit later on we'll be looking ahead to the two Ireland uh, internationals coming up over the next week or so we're playing Gibraltar Monday we'll surely beat them anyway uh, we'll also look back later on on the Champions League final and one or two other managerial things and different bits and pieces that are happening over in England but it's great to start the programme with a good looks with a good news story and there's a great story breaking in local football over the last couple of hours down in the UL in Limerick our Kennedy Cup side have topped their group which is a magnificent achievement and joined on the line by the manager of said Kennedy Cup team Davy Mulcahy how are you Mull? Hello, Jim. How are you? All right, boy. All right. You're a happy man this evening. So far, anyway, yeah, really happy. Uh, performance has been really good, so that's a start, obviously, as you know. Bit of luck as well, but the performance has been really strong first three games. And uh, look at you, you know, it's a brilliant competition for the young lads. And it's it's con- probably there for, and I know you have your own chap down there as well, which makes it even special for you with young Jack. But, like... It's probably the first real big experience, sporting experience of these chaps' lives, you know, to be away for a week and to be treated in a kind of a professional manner. That must be brilliant for them. Absolutely, because look, we're all hurlers, we're all soccer players. The boys get to play everything. They try and probably play too much at times. But like we've been, we've been trying to gear this into the boys' heads since last year. We brought them down to the Galway Cup, probably the closest competition to this, to get a feel of a week away and playing you know, proper teams food for the week, the water for the week, all the preparation that's required. And the boys have bought into that this year. You know, we probably had the guts of maybe 14 of that last year that went and had a feel of that. So, you know, the, the rest of the boys followed in. But so far, so good. Everything's in place. It's a heavy schedule down there, Mole, especially the group stages. He played at four o'clock yesterday evening and played twice today. Tell us how those games went. Absolutely, like you didn't even see Millers or Millers tired and he was on the line. Yeah, I sure says he tired him out, Mole, but we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's draining uh, the humidity is unbelievable yeah. we played the last two games on the Astro today and the heat coming off the Astro we actually our warm ups were probably only say 10 minutes kind of long was more stretching and trying to get as much water as possible into the boys but it's absolutely draining down here yeah they'd want to be they'd want to be young and fit wouldn't they <laughs> absolutely well apparently we have a good break now for the quarter final look like 5 o'clock um, tomorrow so you know, we've nearly 24 hours for recovery, which is brilliant. He won 3 0 last night, yes, evening again, the Limerick Desmond League. Great start. To get the first three points on the board, Davy makes all the difference, don't it, Jerk? You're, you're yeah. on the front foot from the start. West Waterford, it was the first. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. Morning. Yeah, we had that. Uh, we were 2 0 down again, the Desmond. Um, 
probably not no fault of our own. Um, they worked uh, two really good goals, but the boys just never ever stopped. And to get get an equaliser thirty seconds over the time, you know, um, Joey Dempsey was just fantastic. The boys just never gave up, never gave up, and they got some glorious chances, um, two or three glorious ones. But we knew there was one more in him. And to be fair, like when he got his chance, he buried it. Like. Yeah. Uh, so does Fergie time is now mull time? Is that what you're basically telling me? Is it? <laughs> Don't play that, Cash. <laughs> and listen, then, t- this evening, then, 4 o'clock, he beat Carlo 3-1. And the significance of that, the, the margin of the victory, is what determines that you finish top of the group, is it? That's right, yeah. So the, the game was actually behind us, the, the second game, which was Limerick and um, WW, whatever they are, the West Waterford team. They, they were actually the weakest in it and um, we were talking to the manager after and uh, they had put four forward trying to get the they knew they needed the goals we had two goals on them but uh, we just concentrated on ours and you know once we got the, the lead we were happy enough and to be fair to the boys you just couldn't stop them they just wanted more goals which was absolutely fantastic to watch You've uh, obviously been around the block at all different levels of football what's the standard like down there Daly? The standard is excellent, and anyone that's telling you that there's not a good standard here talking about League of Ireland, we all know about the League of Ireland under four beans and all that, and, you know, just cream the crop, uh, usually go there. I'd, I'd say now, whoever's not down here from a League of Ireland under four bean management side would be foolish because there's savage players still here, and I'm sure a lot of them will be heading for League of Ireland after this, but... It's, it's probably the pinnacle the Kennedy Cup we all remember it playing it ourselves it's probably the pinnacle of sport at this age no matter where you are yeah. and, and the, um, do you know who you play in the quarter final Davey I suppose is the next question well Perry have qualified Galway have qualified and sorry uh, Miller sorry you, you're on this one yeah yeah, thanks, Jim. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, right, Miller. We're sick of talking to you. Go on. <laughs> Go on. T- t- sorry. So you, is Bear there by any chance? He is. Bear, Bear wants to have a word with Davy in a minute. But tell us, tell us, tell us the the, the, the potential route now for the lads. Well, so far, uh, Galway have qualified top the group uh, three from three, and so have Kerry, and then you have um, West Cork. Uh, they have all qualified and ourselves that's the first four the other games are not on until half six and where are the DDSL in all this equation they're not in it uh, unfortunately this year they didn't enter the competition so right, okay. we've North Dublin and that in it but uh, no DDSL this year so we won't know until you know 8 o'clock or so tonight who the boys are playing tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock in the quarter final yeah well the the table the last games are half six so they'll be over around quarter eight or that and uh, the draw then is on at 9 o'clock tonight and it's live on Facebook Alright, okay I'll come back to you in a sec will you put the phone back on to Davy? Bear wants to have a word with Davy, and I want to have I a word with, with you Miller Bear, Bear, Bear is the gentleman to talk to <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> Davy. How are you Bear? I, I'm not too bad I, I just like to say look the best to look down there but uh, I have to say I envy you I, w- I was down there in 1993, would you believe, 30 years ago. Wow. And, and it was a great experience, and how, how wonderful it must be now. <laughs> hey, Bull, how come you weren't on that panel? <laughs> 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 oh, what was he, 10? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say you were probably close to it anyway, Dave. <laughs> yeah, probably probably a year or two before me. There. Yeah. yeah. In other words, Dave, even Bear didn't pick you. Sorry. The next <laughs> no, time you meet, actually, the next time you meet him on the street, no, you can no, tell him that. There's a story about that. Peter Mara got be good to him. Had actually picked the panel, and Peter wasn't well. 
and couldn't go. And he asked me would I go, and Jim Carew, Gobby with him, came with me. Jim's son, Shane, was on the panel, on the panel. as well. But look, oh, it was a brilliant experience. I mean, I managed the first Oscar trainer team to win, but the Kennedy plate that we won in Limerick pushed it close, I have to say. Well, Davey, this, is this wetting the appetite for a future career <laughs> in football management? Then it is. I think now we'd be happy enough with this schoolboy stuff. And after that, now it gets a bit hard-fetched now. And I've enough people working under me now without that headache now to tell you the truth. Yeah, he'd break the league if he took over any other... Because all, <laughs> all I see in the Kilkenny people every Wednesday is his mug standing in some photograph after winning some golf tournament or something. So. <laughs> hey, Davy, listen, fair play to you. It's a brilliant story. The Kilkenny people, as you know, Davy, you come from a family steeped in sport. You know, Kilkenny people love to hear Kilkenny teams winning and they don't care what sport it's in and every the whole county will be behind you tomorrow evening and they'll be all looking out for the results and the very best of luck and wish all the chaps that all the best for everyone here at Community Radio won't you? Absolutely thanks a million Jim and thanks Bear. really appreciate it right, pushes back on to Miller there for a sec <laughs> I get the politics part. No. You get the politics part. <laughs> Look, I get the politics part. Look at Miller. This is, as you know, as this is your first. This is not your first rodeo now down with the Kennedy Cup team, of course. But uh, what's so special about this group? There's a great togetherness about them, even on the pitch. Like even today, when they went two 0 down, they just kind of stuck together and they drove on, like you know. But even the camaraderie around the house here and everything and the whole lot, like they're 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 just they're just kind of fighting for each other you know and they, they don't give up they stay going even today when Joey Dempsey scored the equaliser to get us into the position that we needed to be for today like you know they, they, they never give up they just stay driving on and driving on and driving on but that, to be honest with you best draw from the sideline here as well from the lads from the four lads that are over him you know and look let's name check the lads We all, everyone knows Davey who else is in the backroom team with Davey uh, we have Mr. Bluebird Care himself, Mr. Brian Egan down oh, here. Brian, with yeah. So we have Brian, oh, you know Brian, all right, yeah. say no more. And sure, then we have Robbie Dempsey over there from Lions and the man of the King of Stonyford. Then we have Neil, Neil uh, O'Grady. O'Grady with us as well. And so. I think Neil and, and Neil O'Grady and Robbie Dempsey, along with. Uh, along, and has Brian Egan got a chap involved as well? Brian has a chap, yeah. Yeah, so uh, all four Brian, of the boys, Brian, all, all four of the boys, all have sons there, so that makes it even more special. Yeah, well, I also forgot to mention there that we have um, a chap down here that's doing physio and he's got the hardest job of the whole lot. Um, Jordan Tallon is down here with us. He plays for Wexford Youth, I think, as well, isn't it? And he's a Carlo man as well, so he was kind of a bit divided today who he was actually going to shout for, but he's got the toughest job of the lot now trying to get these ads right and get them up and going again for tomorrow at five. It, look, it's great for the league, isn't it? I know it's costing you a few, Bob Miller, but this is this is <laughs> this is money. This is money well spent, isn't it? Jim, I was only messing when I brought in the money. It's a part of it, you know. It's worth every bit of it. I'm coming down here now a long time. Uh, I think since about sixteen, seventeen, and this is the first time that I've actually been here with a squad that we've actually qualified for the cup quarterfinals itself. And I don't even know if you were buried, though. But have we ever? got this far with it or won it or I know we've won the balls and trophies and stuff like that alright but the actual cup itself um, my memory can't go back that far yeah but look at topping the group you know like, without wanting to put pressure on the lads or, or, or on any of the players but I mean they, they, they surely go into the quarter final no matter who they play will, they will be playing a team that they will be really hoping to beat uh, there would be, yeah. Look, they're going to go in full of confidence. You know, the the two games today now were really tough games. There were two 
two tough teams like Limerick, uh, Limerick Desmond, you know, were very good, very good footballing team. That was, I was talking to a few of the lads around afterwards from the SFA and that, they were saying that that was one of the best games so far of the tournament in it. And um, even there today now against Carlo, Carlo were tough. You know, Carlo took the lead and for the boys just to knuckle down again and come back is, uh, you know, it's a great testament to them. But tomorrow, two very, very tough games to have down today. So, I mean, like, their, their place at the top was well-deserved, you know, it, it was well-deserved for the effort that they put in down here. Quickly, Miller, just next Thursday night, Thursday night and Friday night of next week, uh, the, the school boys' presentation night is Thursday night um, in Spring Hill at half seven. Yeah, in the Spring Hill Court Hotel at half seven, and... Well, uh, sure. Hopefully, we'll get a good turnout ahead, and uh, we'll have Wilkins uh, presenting the school boys awards and school girls awards as well that night. So, and is there is there a restriction yeah. on how many each team can bring in, uh, Miller? Uh, well, if we could kind of uh, just have three players off of each squad, and obviously their manager and I know their mother and fathers and probably want to go and stuff like that, but it's kind of three players off the squad and. You know, it just uh, the Spring Hill is the ballroom is big, but I, I don't think we get to hold the ball. It's <laughs> yeah. what turned up, you know. But oh yeah, fair enough. I know. Look, if they have three in that, we'd be we'd be happy enough, you know. And then the following night, Friday night. This is Friday night week. All the junior uh, awards will be, and that's in the Pembroke in 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 Ar- Armin, or what, Patrick Street. <coughs> up there in Patrick Street, yeah, Statham as well as or Pembroke, yeah, down, yeah, downstairs in the private room down there. So hopefully we'll have another. We'll have another good night up there anyway, and that will hopefully close our season until the AGM anyway on the 6th of July. And, uh, yeah, we we'll talk- go and see if I go. I wonder will I get re-elected, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll be queuing up, Miller. They'll be queuing up. You know yeah. that. <laughs> I know. I know they're queuing up. Look, I just have to mention as well, if I can, Jim. I yeah. know you're under pressure there, but we have our ladies are in the All Ireland semi-final on the 9th of July in Derbyness. Um, you know, so I mean, they're, like, they're playing Limerick, I think, are they? Yeah, they're playing Limerick at home in Dermotus. I haven't got a time for a jet now because I know Kilkenny are hurling, so I'm going to see if I can get for about 12 o'clock in the day and try and get as much support as we can. But it's been a good year so far anyway. And I mean, like, we've had Philly, that won these All-Ireland under 12. The lads here now are into the quarterfinal of the Cup, so the girls, the women are doing well in that as well. So hopefully... We're, we're, we're back on track as I say without a doubt I might talk to you again in a couple of weeks time we're, we won't be on air for the month of July so I might talk to yourself and maybe Eddie Wall or some of the lads involved with the ladies on the last Tuesday night that we're on air leading up to that game um, listen go off there and make sure all the young lads are well looked after and don't, don't be a tight wad with the money now pl- pl- plenty of, plenty of money to be spent down there <laughs> I'm no problem with the type of to get Pascal's open the purse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I know, look, whatever the need, whatever they want to get, you know, Perfect. going off to the pool there now tonight and going for their dinner and going off to, as Muller says, even I'm tired on the sideline and I'm not playing. So. Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Listen. Go recharge the batteries. Listen, send us a text later on when you know the draw, will you? I will, of course, Jim, no problem at all. And we'll put it up and on, uh, the, all the, on all the social media here as well. Yes. Yep, no problem at all. All Thanks right. Thanks very much, Jim. See you. Thanks, Barry. See you, lads. Yeah. See you, Davey. Well done, lads. Well done. Right. Cheers, lads. Bye. Well bye, done. Bye, bye, it's bye. a great. It's a great achievement. Oh, it's powerful. Like that's like for people that wouldn't understand. The best, right? Okay, it's a pity the DDSL are not there, but the best under fourteen soccer players in Ireland are down there. Yeah. I remember years ago when, and for clubs, and if you look at the lads now, the chapter scored equaliser today is from Doro. You know, there's lads from Stonyford, there's lads from Bridget. You know what I mean? It's it's not all. Evergreen and Freeboards, you know, and that's with all due respect to Evergreen and Freeboards, but it's great to see a spread. Ah, but I remember, and we've had at Fort Rangers now down through the years, we've had, you could count on 
probably two hands the amount of lads but I remember the year Richie and Paul Richie Hogan and Paul Murphy both of them played Kennedy Cup at the same year and they played down there the same year that Seamus Coleman was playing for for Donegal in the Kennedy Cup and Richie if you ever talk to Richie he'd still the boys would still talk about that week down in the Kennedy Cup and all that they won and all that they've done afterwards but they'd always still if you ask them about the Kennedy Cup they'd talk about it in, uh, with real fond memories but you know? that's the funny thing a lot of the young lads that were down there I, I, I know I met two of them at an international not too long ago. I couldn't remember them, but they, <laughs> they remembered me, you know. I, yeah. Well, I hadn't uh, aged that much. Of course <laughs> you hadn't, Barry. Yeah, yeah. You keep telling well, yourself that. But the thing, the thing about it, the place would be crawling with scouts. Yeah, yeah. It'd be all over the place. They were, they were coming, when the matches would be on, they'd be coming up and asking you about this land, that land. But so why wouldn't they be? Yeah. You know, so where else are they going to see the best young players? Place, you know, yeah. and it's a brilliant tournament down there. I was, um, I remember when I was playing under 14 with Kenny, but the Kenny Cup wasn't, wasn't the thing yeah, back then, when yeah. back 100 years ago. But I know a lot of lads that played down there, in re- and even into their adult lives, as I said with Richie and Paul, fond memories, because it's probably, the, they're away for a week, they're treated like yeah. kind of superstars, and they're treated like professionals, and it's a brilliant brilliant comp- and I'd love them I'd love um, them it'd be brilliant for Kilkenny if we could win a Kennedy yeah. Cup right we're after going about three minutes over time Cueve is waving <laughs> his finger at me here so we better take an ad break and when we come back we'll be looking ahead to the two Irish international much lo- you know really looked forward to Irish internationals <laughs> over there Liam Kelly O'Rourke is looking to put his two eyes up to heaven TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Once again, we'll give out the text number if you have any thoughts or contributions you'd like to make to the programme. It's 86 That's 86 That text line is, of course, sponsored by Taxback.com at Clune Tech Company. We're joined by the fourth member of the band, Liam Kelly O'Rourke. How are you, Liam? Evening, lads. Pleasure to see you. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean that wholeheartedly. You do. <laughs> now we're going to talk about a subject that's really close to Liam Kelly O'Rourke's heart. <laughs> Inter- the FA Cup. Yes, nearly, yeah. International football is on par with the FA Cup. I in feel like are you trying to just say I'm a football snob. <laughs> yeah, well you are. Queeve Breen Allen, talk to yeah, me about these t- two big internationals that are coming up. With this again. <laughs> well, we will look. The, the two games we have coming up are probably the biggest games we're going to have. These are the six points we need. Really, uh, we've got Greece on Friday. Uh, we're away to Greece in Athens, and then we've got Gibraltar on the is the Monday after. Now, as you said, look, Gibraltar probably. But if we should be beating them, they haven't won a competitive game for three years. I had a look at to see when was the last time they won a competitive game. They but won a couple who, of friendlies. But yeah, who did they beat? Uh, it was oh. Liechtenstein. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You know, yeah. Uh, back right. I, I was walking off the assumption it wasn't France or Germany. Yeah. 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 That was a safe bet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so with Friday night, look at we started off with. Bear, I suppose, was a reasonably un, un, you know, unlucky 1-0 defeat against France and, and, and we were unlucky. Evan, Fer- wasn't it? Evan Ferguson was unlucky not to equalise. Mm. So we we got a tough group. Like France and Holland oh, is, is a tough look, group. I think we should forget about this tough look. Those days are gone now. We have to start doing something. Yeah. And we have to start Friday night. Yeah. This is not an easy match now. Way to read, but 
they have to produce. They have to start showing. So, uh, Stephen Kenny has, has had a, a, an easy passage for too long. Yeah, you know, has to start getting results now. And and look, like you said, we got a go- we we made a good start. Where we have to follow you. Well, we made a good start from a performance point of view, yeah. but we, we yeah. still have zero points on the board, yeah. Liam. And, and yeah. like everyone, when this draw was made, they just kind of all, everyone kind of sighed and said, well, look at, you know, France and, and the Dutch are going to be the top two in the group in whatever, in whatever order. And that will probably end up being the case. But we can't just give up. We're going to have to try and win no. these matches and see what happens. Yeah, and I would share Burr's sentiments. I'm sick of these uh, glorious defeats and these moral victories. I mean, if you think back to the last campaign, our best performances came against Portugal and Serbia. And when it came to the teams that, in quotes, we should be beating, we struggled. Mm. Now, when I saw this grouping for the for the qualification, I said to myself, we, won't, we might get a point in one of the four games against uh, France or Holland but we, if we, but there's a bigger chance of us struggling against the likes of Greece and Gibraltar and I still think that I think when we play the bigger nations the, the onus is on them we sit back we're good on the ball we have less of the ball and we try and catch them on the counter and ultimately the pressure is off when we have to play football we don't deliver and I'm very very sceptical based on the last campaign Once, when the big t- teams come to town we, p- we play our football but I'm, I'm not so sure. We've taken the two games in isolation. Obviously, the tougher of the two is away to Greece on Friday night. And that's like Greece are no mugs now. Like, this is not, you know, Gibraltar or Liechtenstein or one of these. Like, Greece are a, a, a proud footballing nation. Won the Euros, you know, within living memory, luckily enough, maybe at the time. But um, I think they're managed by. Gustavo Poyet yeah, yeah. remember Poyet that used to play with Chelsea and Spurs I guarantee if you look at their at, when you look at their squad they'll all be playing with you know reasonably strong uh, squ- uh, clubs around Europe so I mean this is not a case of just rocking up in Athens on Friday night and stuff in Greece is it? No and like when you say that I was looking through the team you know, the, the goalkeeper plays for Benfica uh, their right back George Bollock plays for Sheffield United uh, Costas Mavropanis who he plays for Stuttgart did play with Arsenal Costas Simicas mm. plays with Liverpool um, most of the rest of them then play no they're playing in, in a decent that's L- what I'm L- saying like, and like, so they're, they're European like, like this is not the dog yeah. and duck we're playing well, now, no, you know what I mean? and, and they would be looking at this game like we're they would be saying we can beat Ireland you know yeah. we'd be the, the soft touch as far as they're concerned oh yeah but I mean the way see if, if, if there's a mini league within the group mm. you know like you're you know, if there's going to be a shock, it's going to be, I'd imagine, either Ireland or Greece, that if they can... Like, I mean, the Dutch are not unbeatable. Oh, no, like, I mean, no. the Dutch are not... You'd imagine France are going to top the group, right? It looks like... The, but, I mean, if, if if there's going to be someone caught, it's going to be the Dutch, probably. If someone is going to catch them, you'd imagine it's going to be us or Greece. So that makes the two games between us and Greece of a huge importance in this group. Yeah, because oh, yeah. And, and th- those next two games that come after this game against Greece and Gibraltar we are I think we're, we're away to the Netherlands no we're home against the Netherlands and away against France yeah. so th- these like six points are needed yeah. like there's no no way about it if we drop points in either of those games you can forget about it now this was the thing when I was you were you, you tasked me with this and I was looking at where we can where we can go and if, if we if and which we probably won't finish in the top two there is maybe a minuscule chance we could get in if we finish in third so this is now directly from the UEFA website because I had to had to copy and paste this just in case right. so three three of the 24 places at the Euros, Euro 2024 it'll be determined by playoff spots after the Nations League 
So there's 12 teams that have that have come through in that through League A, B and C. So there's Netherlands, Croatia, Spain, Italy, Israel, Bosnia, Serbia, Scotland, Georgia, Greece, Turkey and Kazakhstan. So those 12 teams, if those 12 teams, if some, most of those 12 teams are able to qualify themselves by finishing first or second in their group, we might sneak in. So looking at it, it, what we need, and again, this is why I'm saying it's minuscule. What we kind of need, if we if we finish third in the group, we need Ukraine, Sweden, Iceland, Finland, Norway, and Romania to qualify automatically for us then to snake in in third place. So what you're saying is it won't happen. It, it won't, won't happen. happen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. these are, and, and this is why it's, and uh, what's <laughs> confusing me for, especially with the Nations League and all this. There's so many, and because that's There's why so many permutations, permutations and that's why Netherlands aren't playing in this round of games because they have a Nations League playoff on tomorrow night. Yeah, I think um, Croatia. They're playing Croatia. Yeah, yeah. So there's so like, but really, look, first and second is what you have to be going but, for. But yeah, okay, well, let's chances. look at let's look at this squad then and see. You know, there's an awful lot of talk, and I hope the Irish media don't destroy young Ferguson Bear because that's what they'll do. You oh, know what I mean? Know, they, but yeah. the pressure on this chap's shoulders at 18 or 19 years of age are massive. But it is. Overall, a fairly young squad. I mean, James McLean is still there and one or two others. But, I mean, we're going to be... I mean, for example, will Will Smallbone now play? play? Like, surely to God, we're not going to be looking at Jeff Henricks and James McLean and these guys. Because if we are, I'll turn off the bloody television. But anyway, it's not about you. <laughs> I agree. No, I, I was waiting. I, I said it the last time that we played friends. I was hoping that he would start Smallbone. Because the night he played, I think he has potential. He, we, we have a lot of lads that as Eamon Dunphy used to say journeymen they'll go out and they'll pass the ball around and do, but they'll do nothing but Will Smallbone from what I saw might do something if he's given the chance to get growing confidence and you know like we have Obafemi we have you know we have Nathan Collins good young even though the second half of the season didn't go well for him at Wolves yeah. he played very little football Bazuna probably in the goal will Bazuna start in the goal Liam ahead of Cuevin Kelleher yeah. He's, he tends to favour Bazuna doesn't he he does and I mean even I, though Bazuna lost his place at Southampton towards well, the end of the season well, as well that was the point I was just going to make I've been a big fan of Bazuna in an international jersey but if you're basing it on club form you know in truth he shouldn't be there so you have to well, weigh up loyalty versus form and that's not an easy conundrum No, um, but I agree with Burr and, and yourself there is a lot of creativity in that team but the way I see the likes of Ovafemi the likes of even an Alan Brown a Darrow Shea all those type of players, the, the the in in their mid in their mid twenties, early thirties, they're all raw players in the sense of they ha- they have the technical ability. When they put on the green shirt, they have the pride and all the rest. But when it comes to their clubs, they're in and out. We only see it from time to time when you dip down to the championship and even League One. We don't actually realise that they may have done something in one-off games and we rave about it in this country. But a lot of them don't play for their clubs on a regular basis, and that really is to our detriment when it comes to these big games. And that's something better that we know in the glory years with Jack Charlton and even yeah. into Mick McCarthy mm. we had guys that were first oh, team regulars at the top clubs yeah, like, and, but those days are gone yeah. those days are gone oh, without a doubt you know yeah, those no. days are gone and, and, and I mean you know we're going to have to whatever future was, is in is with our in our international side sorry for <laughs> stumbling over that the, the days of young lads like the, the Evan Ferguson is the big time the exception to the rule. Yeah, like yeah. he's gone to a club Brighton well, who were willing to give the young yeah. lad a chance. But the days of our 16, 17, 18 year olds going to Man United and Liverpool oh, and yeah, Chelsea, then, those days gone. are gone. Bar a real yeah. exceptional young lad and comes on the scene. Yeah, that, that Ferguson chap was lucky 
Well, he, was he look, went to Brighton. He was lucky, and there was a manager there that was prepared to give yeah, the young give, players a chance. Away. And yeah. you have to remember, it's only, what, three, four months since this big breakthrough for Evan Ferguson. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he's having a great run of form, and he deserves all the plaudits. Mm. But, like, it says a lot as to where we are now, that he's a, a revelation in this country. Yeah. When, like, usually, if I, you know better than me, I'm younger than you, but I bet you when you went back to the noughties and the great players like Crean, uh, Roy Keane, Jason McAteer, and all those Premier League stars, they probably had to prove themselves over 12 months at their clubs before they really stood out yeah. in this country. Yeah, um, Cueved, you know, what do you think? Like, I mean, this like, it, the problem I have is if we don't win on Friday night away to Greece, in effect, the yeah. rest of this group is a yeah. dead duck. Yeah, you can forget about it. You can forget about the games in September and all that. But, like, I'd bring it back to what, what Boran Leem said is that this, this Kenny project, this has to come now. I mean, those guys, they might be young. But when you looked around how many caps, and I was looking at Jason Knight has 18 caps, he's 22. So yeah. I mean, these lads, they might be young in age, but they're, they've got plenty of international experience at this stage. And a lot of them Kenny has had up through the under-21s and all that as well. So he's well used to them. And these lads, I mean, look, they showed it against France. They showed a bit more experience than their age in, in how they played. They played kind of dogged sort of football. And... Um, you know, and we're unlucky not to get something out of it. But, again, but they didn't have to come out and play, you see. That's the no, other side, but, but that's and Liam's and again, point, you see, you know? And this is the problem, and as Liam said as well, it's this thing of getting themselves up for these teams that are around us that we have to be beaten. And maybe with the younger lads, they might be able to, to do it. But you would hope the likes of, you know, when you're looking at it, I think looking in the midfield... Like that, you have James McLean, 34, and then Jeff Hendrick is 31 oh. or 32. Well, if I see the you two of them on the starting yeah. 11 on Friday night, Baron, turning off the bloody no, television. No, when yeah. was the last I time that James McLean crossed, uh, got past the first man? <laughs> like, don't you, look, James, now, look, he has been a real good yeah. servant, yeah. Ireland, yeah. and I don't like to be... But I mean, I'm just... The point I'm making is... Yeah. I'd rather... St we're not going to qualify. So let's not qualify and blood the young lads yeah. while we're not qualifying. Could we basically you know? uh, resemble that in the last, was it 20 minutes in the French game? I mean, we did okay for 60-odd minutes against France, but you never felt we were going to win the game. Yeah. All of a sudden, we go 1-0 down after a spectacular goal. And, like, we were very, very unlucky not to get something out of that yeah, game. Yeah, only for that brilliant save, mm. you know. You so know. if we play like that against the teams we should beat, we should win. But for some reason, we don't. Yeah, but you see, you're, 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 it's, it's one thing to say you don't play it's a completely different mentality because you're going out having to be on the front foot from the first minute you know when you're going out to play a top side bear as you know at any level you can say right let's sit in for 20-25 minutes keep it tight see what way we are but when you're going out to play the teams that you should be dominating and I'm not so sure that we have enough players good enough to go out and actually dominate sides yeah. but, but look the time has come now Lee mentioned the front foot we should be on the front foot from the first minute on Friday night. Let's look if we lose. Let's try this. Let's attack him. Let's try and get a few goals. Let's show him what we can do. Yeah. We have young lads coming up. Might do the world a good. Yeah, I, and I, you know they have they have to the fellas to start getting points yeah, on the board. I, and I think the point is, you know, it's unlikely that we're going to qualify. So let's use this qualifying group. Or Queef to blood all these lads. Let them play against the Francis and the Hollands and see if they're good enough. You know yeah, what I mean? Because, yeah. right, the four of us could probably play against Gibraltar Monday night and we'd probably get the job done eventually. <laughs> well, maybe you might come on as a sublime, but the other three of us would start. You know what I mean? What, as an Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer type figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what has to happen, and I don't like jumping the gun, but what has to happen for us to say the Stephen Kenny project has failed? I'm not saying it has now, but what has to happen? Because I, whenever I see him in the dugout, I see Brian Kerr and I can't help him. <laughs> Yeah. I suppose what's, what has saved them in a way is that those guys are young and that's, mm. that's probably what's, what's helped them and no one else but wants the job when, when we look at where
where we are, like in this group that we ended up in with Netherlands and France and Greece, it goes back to that Nations League campaign and where it was in our hands to end up in part two. And yeah. we, we didn't do it. And that that's what's really caused it. Where yeah. we ended up in part three and ended up where we are. I mean, at the start of that Nations League, you said, Geez, we can actually do this. We could, we could go on and we could get into a decent pot and we could be in a decent group. Yeah. But to uh, be fair, and, and you know, we were like, and you know, we, you always talk about a manager and a lucky manager and an unlucky manager. Uh, like, Kenny, like, France were probably pound for pound the best team in pot one and Holland were probably pound for pound the best team in pot two. So we were unlucky <laughs> with the way that fell. <laughs> He hasn't got a f- the face of a loser yet, Bear, does he? That's no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> right, before we go to the break, right, it's a, it, you know, we're, we're giving us the three points at home to Gibraltar on Monday night, yeah. I take it. I wouldn't be brimming with confidence that we'd win in Greece, that we might not lose. What do you think, Cleve? <sighs> Look, well... It's 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 hard to know. I mean, we as we said, we have to. So the pressure there is going to be a lot of pressure on the lads because they'll know that that's a big, big three points, and that 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 game is really the crux of where we're going to go for the rest of this campaign. If you don't get those three points, as we said, good if luck. It, if he plays the Kilkenny man, we'll win. <laughs> we'll small one. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we're hoping that the Kilkenny man will play. We're, we're the half a Carrick shot man anyway. You know what I mean? We'll hope that. Okay. Listen, we're we're, we're slightly different time scale for the breaks tonight than we normally have on a Tuesday night. We better go to the final break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the Manchester City treble. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer, brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And you're welcome back to the third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Give out the text number one last time, 86 353 That text line, of course, is sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. Bear. And City won the treble. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, had to laugh, you know. They've been on the beer for the last four days. And the lad rang me today and said, Just the Man City boys are going well. I said, Jack Reed has started falling around the place five minutes into the first half, and four <laughs> days later he's still falling around the place. Um, look at, I don't suppose they didn't win it. And we discussed this, and even though on Saturday I kind of had felt on, on Saturday Sport that I felt that they might win it a little bit more comfortably than I had originally thought. I think. I don't think Inter Milan have got enough credit for that, for how they, no. they shaped up oh, and how yeah. they played against City, first and of all. Look, we were saying that one thing they were going to have is a battle. And the Italians proved it again. Now, if it was a horse race, I would say Inter Milan were three grades before the match started. Yeah. They were coming from three grades lower than City. But you wouldn't have thought that looking at the match. No. I thought Inter Milan, look, I, I admired them Saturday night. Now, I, look, when, when City got the goal, I said fair play. But Inter Milan, were, they, had their, they were a bit unlucky, I thought. Certain players missed chances yeah, well, that might have made an awful difference. OK, well, look, before we talk about Man City and the achievement and some way compare it to United of 25 years ago or whatever it is, like, you know... Romelu Lukaku, Liam. Oh, like, no, he has been much maligned over the last... And the Chelsea supporter sitting behind the desk here, Queen is only praying that someone is going to take him because he is ultimately still a Chelsea player. God, like, what a chance he got to, to, to draw level. And I mean, world... Lads to be, you know, world-class striker. He's no longer a world-class striker. Oh, was he two yards out from the goal? Free header, not a Man City player in sight. And 
he just put it in the oh. one place that he shouldn't have put it. Division three, of the KDL. He had the whole goal to hit it into, and he yeah. headed it at the goal. You yeah. know, but like name on that, and we'll ask Quiva about Lukaku in a minute. But um, you know, and in fairness, Inter Milan didn't go out and kick City up no, up in the air. Not. There wasn't a yellow card hardly in the first half, so they had a game plan and they stifled City, and and that's what happens in finals. Like I mean, I was involved in McCallum Cup finals where you know we were the big underdogs, but you still don't get hockey. Do you know what I mean? You go out and you try. Keep your shape and everything, and and Milan were were the match of City for long periods on Saturday night, and they they acted out the game plan very very well. But they had Plan A and Plan A only, and we saw when Man City went one 0 up through Rodri. That was Curtains. I don't think anyone felt that Inter Milan were going to get back into that well, match. Romelu Lukaku had the chance to do so. Yeah, but, but really, did yeah. I just felt that Manchester City were such a well-oiled machine that they would manage the game. And Inter Milan did very well. They, I think, in many respects, they took more plaudits from it than Manchester City because of the gap. Um, Bird touched on the, the racing parallels and the gap between the two sides. But I always felt Manchester City had that measure and that control that they would get the business done. Yeah, they didn't play well, Queef. Like, no. Let's call a spade a spade. Like, like Haaland didn't get kicking the ball. Yeah, well, they, they played as well as they were oh, late. Yeah, oh, well, that's mm. true. But yeah. that's sometimes, though, Barry, you have to impose yourself on oh, the game yeah, as well. I now, agree. I understand, yeah. and I will give them the. I will give you know the caveat is they were under huge pressure, and Carl no spade. Oh, spade. Yeah. They, you know, and then Guardiola and I, and was I under will pressure. Say this Guardiola had him under more pressure. The antics of him on the line. If that they get better, could have blamed him. You know, you know. like I mean, Queef. You know, you know. De Bruyne went off with an injury, you know, ha- as on occasion has been his want for club and country, yeah. you know, for such a great player. Haaland never kicked the ball, you know, and, and, and it strikes me with Haaland that, he, you know, his, his, figure, his numbers are unbelievable, right? But is he Cueve becoming, are they becoming, he's becoming a little bit easy to mark, you know, in the, in the physical stakes. Like, he's not, you know, physically out battling these lads. Like, he never... Kicked the ball last Saturday. Night. A lot of it then was he, he didn't get a whole lot of supply. I understand either, I think, that. Which was, yeah. was a in, lot which, of, in know, fairness, yeah, in because fairness. The, it was more that really the midfield kind of stifled what they were doing as well. Um, because I think we we'd said it last week. I, I didn't think Inter Milan had a defender the likes of a Rudiger or someone like that who could physically you know bully him and and, and keep him off the ball. But in fairness, they did it. Um, De Bruyne had gone off so early didn't yeah, aid Haaland's cause help. But, but other players didn't step up I mean like you, you think about the, the best players they had in the FA Cup final John Stones Now Stones I thought was one of the better players for him the other night you yeah. know now somebody well, compared I, him to Maradona on the paper <laughs> yesterday I said, I said hey, whoever that journalist is didn't, didn't go to bed yet but the, I'd have to say I was delighted with who got the goal Yeah Rodri I know you're a great De Bruyne fan and we have Haaland well, and I, gun, and I, gun I, I've been admiring this man all year. I think he's a wonderful player. I didn't realise to read the paper yesterday that he has played the most games for, for the team this year. Rodri, he's there nearly all the time. But if you look at the goal from behind him, you know, looking at it as it was scored, it was like he took a shot and it just went into the net. But looking at him, from, he, he knew what he was doing. Oh, he did. He, he saw the gap and he put it there. You, you know, know, and Cueve, like, you know, the one thing about this City team and especially in the last two months. Like, Haaland hasn't hardly scored a goal in the last eight or nine games, right? No, I'm not saying he hasn't contributed because he has played well. Oh, and, but yeah. the point I'm making is, it seems it's if it's not Gundogan, it's Haaland. Yeah, if it's not Haaland, yeah, it's Grealish. It's, or it's Bernardo Silva. Or yeah. it's Riyad Mahrez. And in this case, it's Rodri. You know, and Liam... 
and other clubs have spent a fortune and, and look we're not going to go into the finances of this and there's a, you know there's there's potentially a smell off of this treble coming down the line if the investigation into the financial fair play turns against them yeah. and in years to come if there's an asterisk after this treble well then so be it but they spend their money well oh yeah and, and nobody they, can doubt that I mean of course it will be tainted if the investigation doesn't go in their favour Pep is adamant that it will and he said that if it ever goes against them he will leave the club That those are his words but in terms of and we're, we're a football programme we're not the economic, uh, economics programme from a football point of view they are a sensational watch last season they tore the Premier League apart they were missing that front man up front they got him and they're just the perfect team I know someone like Haaland hasn't performed in certain big games over the season but I agree with what Cueve was saying the supply is key to a front man like Haaland but as in terms of passing the ball sometimes they overpass the ball they can nearly go to 15-16 passes even yeah, more sometimes you're, you're right they do That's and they overdo it but as a watch they're they, brilliant you know but Bear, they don't like they've spent hundreds of millions oh, yeah. right yeah. but so have Chelsea so have Manchester uh, United. Yes. Liverpool has spent... Like, United have squandered some amount of money. Chelsea have squandered money. Liverpool have squandered money, not in the same at the same level. You could... Name one real disastrous purchase that City have had over the last few years. Calvin Phillips, maybe. So they only spent 40 million or whatever, which is more or less a free transfer. The point being, they spend their money well and, and they, they improve the, the squad every time they spend a few pounds. Yeah, they do. And we've said it before about Grealish. You know, people thought Grealish was a bad fit for Manchester City, but Guardiola has turned them into a, a jewel or yeah. a gem. Yeah. <laughs> but, Cueve, you know, I think credit... If there's credit to Guardiola, right, and I know he's antics on the line, and look, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're all not angels on the line. You know, he's under pressure. But he really, really, what he has done with the, with the, the John Stones and the Akaji and indeed Grealish and these guys, you know, he has to deserve he has to deserve some credit, Guardiola. A huge amount of it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those players there. Nathan Ake as well. We talked about him last week, and even Gundogan to some degree, who, who was kind of in and out with the team for a long while. He's developed them, and I think Bor, you said it as well last week to to play his style of football. And you said about Calvin Phillips, give Calvin Phillips maybe another season as well. Yeah. You know, see what he does with him and see, can he bring him along and, and get him to play that kind of football. Because it, 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 for a player, Calvin Phillips, as good as he is, it shows how, how hard it is to get into that team and how, obviously, like that, unless Pep has you the way he wants you playing, you're not getting in there. Um, but, but going back to, to kind of to Haaland as well, like, it, it, apart from his goals, and he said he hasn't scored one, at least one in the last eight or nine and you know a lot of it is down to, to, to his supply and all that but it's they, I think they showed it during the Champions League the runs he makes yeah. and and again that that makes it so hard for teams and like that when City didn't have a striker maybe they were easier to, fend, to defend mm. against but now if you have that lad running off well it creates so much more space for the midfield yeah. it, maybe he's not scoring mm. but as you said like it's, it's, he is it's still a contribution, contribution which is you yeah and the point I would make even about Pep's teams are you take someone like Gundogan Rodri even Jack Grealish I mean there was a stack going around at the weekend he's only scored 7 goals and 5 assists in the whole season how is that great but the point about Pep's teams are you nearly have to throw stats out the window to a certain degree because it's a model it's like a it's like a machine it's going from the goalkeeper up to the strike line and all he cares about is that ball getting there in nearly the prettiest way possible and if Erling Haaland isn't happy because he, he only got 49 goals rather than 50 or if Grealish <laughs> wanted 8 assists rather than 9 Pep doesn't care it's all about the team and I think he's mastered that and 
you can go into cliches a bit, but he has changed the game of football dramatically in five, six years. Well, I was about to come back to the horse racing again. <laughs> if it was a handicap, Man City would be carrying top weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But lads, all, and all joking aside, and we will look at the, 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 the comparison with United for a minute, but like <clears throat> this doesn't augur well now. Like, I mean, these boys are racing certainties to use the racing parlance again to win the league again next season. Like, I mean, there's nobody in England going to stop winning the league. And, and, and you know, is there a worry that this is just going to become, you know, a, a, a period of total domination? Well, I, like, they've won I, five sorry. out of the last six leagues yeah, already, so yeah, maybe no, it's already a total I, yeah. domination. Well, I was going to say, we'll give it another year. Yeah. <laughs> and then we might start saying that. But I'm looking forward to what the other teams are going to do to try and come back. And they will horse money into it. But I think the real danger is look, you think back on 99, we'll talk about the comparison in a minute. But it had the feeling of a this is a once in a lifetime moment. This city project doesn't like if they went and won the treble next season I don't think any of us here would be surprised and that's the difference that's that's where they've taken English football it's just pure domination and Chelsea has spent a whole heap of money they'll improve Liverpool will improve Arsenal will improve but I so, still think City are at least five points better than all yeah, those teams yeah but that's the white point Cueve is right all the other teams will improve and Newcastle will improve but City will improve again yeah. because then you yeah, know, but so sure, look, we hope they all improve but if they do it'll make for a good league because mm, yeah, you know. a lot of the teams that are around them are, are rebuilding you know as well I mean right Arsenal have to get in a couple of players to try and get them back up there but the likes of City Liverpool Chelsea Spurs they all have to kind of nearly start again with, with, with the squads that they have and as Liam said with the treble when you when you look at uh, what the Champions League the pots came out recently there only the other day and on paper it looks like a very weak Champions League again this year you know, you know the looks Europa like a, League looks better nearly it was on a poor competition yeah. this year yeah. but it yeah. looks like Mbappe is leaving Paris Saint-Germain there's going to be some scatter for him yeah. right there 1999 United done the treble right <coughs> that was a great United team <laughs> Now, well, these two lads are too young, you see, to remember. You sound so this, this, lad is just a bitter, this lad is just a bitter Liverpool supporter, so he's going to say Man City are better anyway. It, give, me a, give me a... You're the senior analyst here now. Give me your 30-second synopsis on this now. Uh, well, there, which of them were the best? Yeah. But now it was a different time. Of course it was. And United won the treble in a much tougher way, in my opinion. City won it, all right, they had hard games, but at the end of the day, they had the class. And I think class told in the end. United had class, but they had toughness as well. Yeah. And they had Roy Keane. Yeah, and they had. and, they, and But they didn't have Roy... They won the, the, the night they bet Bayern, Bayern Munich in the final. And let's call a spade a spade. They, they robbed were it. They robbed it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Keane and Scholes didn't play that night. Nicky yeah. Bush and Ronnie Janssen or whoever were yeah. in the middle of the park. Right, Liam, give us your 22-year-old right. verdict on all uh, this. Burr said they won it in a more dramatic fashion of their own making. Number two, they were out Roy Keane and Paul Scholes for the biggest game of the season. Manchester City, if they were missing their two biggest players, you could argue which of them they are, Erling Haaland would certainly be one, probably Kevin De Bruyne, they would cope in a better fashion than United would on that night against any opposition. And I'll finish up with some stats because the league is what judges a season. <laughs> Manchester City 60 games, United 62, but here's the key stats. Wins 44 versus the United's 36 and then United 22 draws compared to Manchester City's just 10. I rest me case. Queef. <laughs> Turn off, turn off his microphone. <laughs> you're you're a little bit older than him. What's your verdict? <laughs> was he even alive? Yeah. No, 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 no yes. yeah, well, Keep going on like this. No, you won't be alive in twenty three either. <laughs> what? Uh, 
yeah, well, look, there's, there's a lot of players you could you could put into the the combined sort of eleven or whatever way people but it's the look team, at. Queef. Yeah, ah, it's the team, yeah. I thought I told you to turn off that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's it, as as Boris said, it's a different. It was a different time. Um, I saw a video there recently. Was it after one of the games uh, when they were interviewing Gary Neville and they were talking about? Oh, he was asking, "Did Juventus qualify?" And the look on his face when he heard Juventus had qualified because they were such a you know a terrifying team at the time. Now again, look as we said, the Champions League probably wasn't as as good as it was, you know. In, or but the now, same amount the, of, the, the same amount Champions of crap League. teams are not in it. Like it was a much tighter competition back in the day. Anyway, let's look at Roy Keane would walk onto any team that played in any era of the Premier League and I don't care what anyone says and if Roy Keane was a player today he'd have been in the middle of that park for Manchester City if you know, obviously if that was the way it were but there it was, it's great to compare and maybe some night we will, we will. What, we might do, what we might do next week is we'll, we'll, we'll have a go at picking a combined team out of the two Manchester United and Manchester City treble winning well, squads can I just say before we go Queeve you never answered the question which team which team well, look, I was Come on, again, there's the I right answer seven, and the right I was, answer. I was seven in, in, in 1999. <laughs> so, look, if, if it was on what I've watched over the last 30 years of my life, I'd have to go with City. Of course yeah. you would, yeah, of course you would. Look at Bear, we're going to be looking for two new co-presenters <laughs> on this programme from next Tuesday night on, because I don't know what makes them think that this is a democracy, like, you know what I mean? But they obvi- they're obviously misguided. Kim Jong-un. Hey, 20 seconds. David Moyes, you said, had the face of a loser. Oh, and they won, they won last Wednesday yeah, night. And I'm in the r- He's yeah. smiling for the rest of his life. Yeah, what <laughs> I thought was great. I think it was brilliant that West Ham won the other night. I have a lot of fans that are West Ham supporters, and or a lot of friends that are West Ham supporters, so happy days. As always, lads, the hour has caught up with us. We've text messages we didn't get to. We've other topics we wanted to discuss. We didn't get to them. We'll be back next Tuesday night from 6 till 7. Thanks for listening. Kevin Navarre is up next. Good night and God bless.